Amen. Come on, welcome to Cornerstone Church. Give the Lord praise right now. Amen. You're glad to be here. Resurrection Sunday. Aren't you glad that he died for you and rose again? Come on, let's give him praise. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're visiting with us today, my name is Sean F. Kim, lead pastor here at Cornerstone. We're glad you're here today. We've been praying for you. I tell you what, this is the best day to come to church, Easter Sunday, amen? And uh, I'm, 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 I just love Easter because what it does, and we're going to be talking about today, what's the big deal about Easter um, a little bit later. It's not, not about, you know, chocolate bunnies, even though I'm hoping there's one at my, in a basket when I get home, but we'll see. Anyway, my wife told me, you need to go on a diet, so I doubt there will be one, but I will, you know, they go on sale tomorrow, half off. Anyway, um... You can't stop me there, man. <laughs> hey, next week we're starting this new series here called Storms, How to Overcome the Storms of Life. And I don't know if you've ever been through a, a storm or how many guys have ever had life just, you know, throw up at you, you know. And, um, and, uh, and if you're wondering why is this happening to me, what's going on, why are these things happening, and, and you're, just cons- you're just wondering why, I encourage you to come to this. We're going to be talking about that starting next Sunday, but also not only about why storms come, but how to go through them and how to go through them with life and with love and not to be defeated in them. So I encourage you to come back for that. Also, we have some classes starting on uh, Wednesday nights, one for kids, one for uh, about how to raise kids and one about revelations. And, um, and then uh, look in your bulletin. There's a lot of things going on today. And God is so good. Hey, listen, for all, all of our regular co- comers that have come here today, I just have some exciting news. We only owe $9,000 left on our building. Come on, praise God. And um, it will be paid for this month. Thank you. And uh, unless it could be paid for today, if you want to give right a check out, make it out to the Cornerstone Church for $9,000, that'll be good. Amen. And I know most of you would do that, right? Amen? Yeah, that's what I thought you would do that. And, um, but I tell you what, God's just doing some much amazing things. And we're going to have a party. I'll let you know about that. Because um, how many guys love parties? And uh, we're going to get a kegger of root beer and um, bring it in <laughs> and celebrate. Because you know what? I just, I, I just love all that God has done. I mean, we live the greatest life, not on our own, but because of Christ. And this life is very exciting today. And so today I do want to talk to you about what's the big deal about Easter. And if you look at your bulletin, you can, there's some notes you can follow along with me today. And, you know, I, I think it's a big deal. And it's a big deal, too. There's different groups of people here today, as really every Sunday. But more today than, than ever. And there, there may be one group is, you know, you've been saved. You, you've given your life to the Lord many years ago. I've, I've been saved since 1983. And what I mean by saved is that I've, I've given my life to Jesus. I accept everything that he did. And I'm going to be talking about more about what that means if you don't really understand that yet. But I've given my life over to the, over to the Lord back in 1983. And it's been the greatest thing that I've ever done. I've never looked back, never regretted it. And I'm so thankful for it. And, uh, and so some of you have been done that. You've done that for years. And today is, is it's such a big deal today because it's a big deal for you. Because a lot of times since we've heard this over and over again, it gets old to us. Where I'm going to be honest with you, it should never be old. This is the good news. This is the gospel. And so my prayer for you today, for those who have been, been a Christian, a believer for a while, is that you will re-engage in a greater way and find some exciting truths today that the Holy Spirit's going to bring to you. There's another group of people that, you know, you've, you've given your life to the Lord, but, you know, you kind of have this up and down relationship with the Lord. 
And I just want you to know something that the Lord loves you and he cares for you and he's not mad at you. And today's the day that you're going to reconnect with all that Christ has done for you. Because I'm going to explain some things about what, what Christ did and why it's a big deal, why we celebrate today, why you're here today, and why some of you men are dressed in pink. I don't know why, but you're here. You know, today's the day men can dress in pink and it's okay, you know, and um, you got a pink tie, don't you? And, um, and so um, I want to encourage you just to really engage today and just reconnect with what God's done inside of you. And then there's a third group of people here today that you, um, you don't really know why you're here. Someone drug you. I mean, drug you, not drug you with a needle, but drug you here. And maybe you just came in. Maybe, you just, maybe someone invited you. Maybe you just walked in and thought, I needed to be here today. And you don't really know the Lord, and you don't know what Jesus really did for you, and you think it may be a story, but not really truth. But I really believe today you're going to see something, and you're going to connect with why you're here on this earth. And you're going to connect with the Lord because He did something so great for you over 2,000 years ago. And I believe today is the day your life is going to be changed forever. And so I want to encourage you that to listen very carefully. And I want to challenge you to give your life to Christ, to become a Christian, become a believer today, despite you know Christians, you know, despite you see, see them as hypocrites. Because let me be honest with you, in some way, all of us have been hypocrites before because we're all messed up and screwed up sometimes. How many guys would agree? Raise your neighbor's hand too, okay? And, um, you know, some, we're just all messed up and we can be hypocritical, yes. We don't mean to be. We're just not there yet. But we're striving for something and we need, need the Lord even more today than we did yesterday. And despite the fact that you may be hurt and you wonder where God is, and maybe you prayed and didn't get an answered prayer. But I want you to listen to why Easter is such a big deal and become a follower of Christ. Let me tell you this. The foundation of Christianity isn't Christians. The foundation of Christianity isn't having all your prayers answered. Or having all your questions answered. Or seeing the behavior of Christians. The foundation of Christianity is Jesus himself. He is our foundation. He is the one we look to. And I want to introduce you to what he did. And I want all of us to engage today and really grab hold of what God may have for you right now. Amen? Because Easter's a big deal because lives are changed, radically changed. My life has been radically changed. Your lives, a lot of you have been radically changed. Billions of people's lives. Right now, over a billion people serve the Lord in the world. And their lives have been changed. Why? Why has this, these three days, Friday when Christ died through Sunday when he rose again, those three days, imagine three days changed the world. And it changed us forever. And it's changing people right now. Why is that? Well, there's a reason. Because lives are being changed. Let me show you one life that has been changed about this. Jesus had so many people. Um, he had um, the guys were trying to arrest him, and he put he let him 
had a heavy cross, carry a heavy cross, and he he was doing, and you cover him in toilet paper, and he put him in the cave and carried the heavy rock, and Jesus was wobbling, wobbling, and he was gone. Angel put the heavy rock back. He was alive. Pied. <laughs> That's the gospel right there, amen? Put him in a heavy rock, put toilet paper on him, and he was gone. And he came back, amen? That's it. I tell you what, and that's truth, and that's what happens. So I want to share with you today, what's the big deal about Easter? What I believe, there's five points that I think, why Easter is such a big deal. And I want you to receive these things right now, because it is a big deal. This is what Jesus brought to us today. And the first thing that, why Easter is a big deal, is that Easter means that I am forgiven. I am forgiven. For the followers of Jesus, Easter is about the Resurrection Sunday, It's about resurrection, but we have to put this event, this Sunday, into the right context. Um, Otherwise, it means nothing. So what is the right context? In order to have there been a resurrection, someone rising from the dead, there have to be a death. So why did Jesus have to die? Why did he go to the cross? Why did he have to die in the first place? It comes out of Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. He says, you, talking about us, were dead. In because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. The Bible says that all of us were spiritually dead and cut off from a relationship with God because of our sin. So what is sin? Sin just plainly means missing the mark. What is the mark? God. His standard was that he made you and I in his likeness, his image and his likeness. We were made to be like him. And when Adam, who was the firstborn, God created Adam and Eve. And when Adam sinned, that means he disobeyed God and did something contrary to what God had told him to do. And when Adam sinned, that caused every man, woman to be born with sin in their life. That means they're born separated from God. And all along what was trying to happen, we, as God's creation, are still to this day trying to be like Him. But what was happening before Jesus is they were trying to be like them in their own ability, their own works. And here's what happened. God looks down at His people, at His creation, at His kids. He looks down at us, and He looks down at us, and He says, They're trying to do it, and they can't. Since we are all guilty before a holy and just God, God looking down, and they're trying to be right. They're trying to be righteous. They're trying to be holy. They're trying to reach to me. But they're failing. And so because of His unconditional love for you and I, it prompted Him to send Himself in the form of His Son, Jesus into this world to satisfy his justice by paying the penalty for our sins by dying on the cross. See, every one of our sins, there's a penalty to it. It's death. 
And Jesus came to pay that penalty for you and I. Now get this. How many of you, how many guys have kids? Your dad, your mom. How many guys, if you saw your kids suffering, wouldn't your heart be, I would rather I suffer than them? Well, you know where that comes from? That comes from God. Why? Because he actually did that. He saw you and I suffering on this earth in our sin that we could not get out of. And we tried, but we were powerless. And he says, that's my kids down there. That's my son. That's my daughter. And they're, they're going through this pain. They're going through this hurt. They're, going, they're trapped in the sin and they can't get to me. I'm going to go take their place. And that's what Jesus did. He took our place. Romans 5, 8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us why we were yet sinners the cross was god's loving payment the cross canceled all the charges against us so all the sin that you did past present and future has been canceled it has been paid for it has been paid for on the cross and when the last words that jesus said when he died was it is finished the payment was satisfied and i love that that you and i have a savior in jesus that took the punishment. And the resurrection now becomes the proof. The resurrection is the evidence that sin and death and the brokenness of this world do not get to win. Jesus wins. God's love wins. First Corinthians 15 and 17 says, If Christ had not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of sin. But verse 20 says, But, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. See, if there's, if there's one thing that I know that Christ has come and he died for me to bring forgiveness. And what that happens is, is this is what I see with, as being a pastor. I see this all the time, the damaging effects of guilt and shame. And so many people, I see it in non-believers, people who haven't accepted the forgiveness of God. And I even see it sometimes in, in believers who are walking, but they still feel the guilt and the shame of their sin. When Jesus brought forgiveness, he took away guilt and shame. Jesus provides unconditional and complete forgiveness that allows us to live without guilt and shame. You know what guilt and shame does? It oppresses you. It holds you down. It keeps you in the same place all the time, doing the same things all the time. But God didn't have that. He has taken that completely away from you and I. So we can hold our head up high and know that God has completely forgiven me. Let me tell you something. You are forgiven. I don't care if you mess up tomorrow. You can get back up again. Says no, that's been taken on the cross. That is not who I am. I am changed. I receive the forgiveness of God. And I can live in this life free from guilt and shame and regret. And when I confess him as my Lord and Savior and I receive that forgiveness... There's freedom in that. I am free from that guilt and shame. And that causes me to live differently. See, guilt and shame doesn't. Guilt and shame causes you to go away from the Lord. The Bible says it's my, my kindness that leads people to repentance. It's my kindness that draws us to him. And that's what he wants. So I receive forgiveness. Easter's a big deal because I don't have to live in guilt and shame anymore. Amen? Aren't you glad about that? And the second thing, what happens when Jesus came is that Easter means I'm adopted. John 1, 12, John says this. He says, but to all who believed him, talking about Jesus, and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. See, it's not just only about forgiveness. Easter's a big deal because he wants to adopt you. Why? 
Because we are created to have a relationship with God. He doesn't just forgive me of my sins only and to make, to make me acceptable. That's not the only thing he does. He forgives me to make me family. He wants you and I to become family, to become part of who he is and a part of his family. So he adopts us. Romans eight fifteen says, you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves, but instead you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. The resurrection means I have a choice. I can either continue to live as a spiritual orphan, separated from God and his ability and his power and his forgiveness and his love, or I can live like sons and daughters of the king, part of his family. We are created for a relationship. And so by me accepting the relationship that God wants to have, with me through Jesus, accepting the forgiveness and making me holy and making me righteous by what he does, I'm no longer an orphan. I'm no longer alone in this world. I now belong. I belong to a family. And see, that's why Easter's a big deal, that you have come into the family of God. You are now a son and daughter. You have a new identity now. You're no longer a slave. You're no longer an orphan you are a son. You are a daughter. And so when you receive him today, you, can, you act like that. You are a son and daughter of the Most High. Amen? Amen? That's how God wants us to have. And because of the forgiveness. Now listen, you have nothing to do with this except to accept it. He did it all. He gave it all for you and I. So it's a big deal to receive forgiveness. That's freedom. It's a big deal to start walking in the family, as a son or a daughter of God. And then the number three, why Easter is a big deal, because it means that I am empowered. I'm empowered. So God looked at the earth and he came down and says, no, you guys can't do it. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to bring my forgiveness. I'm going to make you a son and daughter again. But not only that, I'm going to empower you. Jesus said before he left, he says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. So he says, I'm not going to leave you powerless because what's going to happen, I'm going to send my spirit to live inside of you. So now that we're part of the God's family, we get to experience his resources that come with it. Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, now we have this light shining in our hearts, talking about the Holy Spirit, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. God gives us an internal power to live this life. He put him, his very self, his very person, his Holy Spirit inside of us to become a power source. And he transforms us by that power that's inside of us. He is the one that changes us. He's the one that changes my behavior. He's the one that changes my attitude. He's the one that changes my values, my priorities, my emotions, my relationships, my marriage my family. He's the one that makes me like him. I don't do that. I can't be good enough. But the power of God gives me the ability to live this life. You know, Jesus says that I have come that you might have life and life more abundant. And this life, he wants you and I to live. Maybe you're a Christian in here and you don't feel like you're living that life. I want to challenge you to connect with the power of God that's inside of you. And if you're not a believer, listen, you're going to have a chance to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And that power is going to be come into you when that moment you say yes to God. And he's going to give you power to live the life that God's always given you, wanted you to have. And that's the heart of God. 
His power makes me a new person. You know, the person that you've always wanted to be, everyone in here has always had this idea from when they're little kids that this is who I want to be. But there's always been a wall. I can't do this. And you tried hard and you doubled your efforts and you still failed. And so sometimes this is what happens. I'm 44 years old. I can look back. And I wish I would have done something differently. How many ever done that before? Good, I'm not the only person in here. See, we always want to be, when we have this heart, there's something inside of us. See, now when you rely on the power of God that's inside of you, you can be who God's called you to be and not with any guilt because the power doesn't come from us. We start strive, stop striving. This is what God wants you to do. He wants to provide that for you. The ability to be who God's called you to be. That's what he wants. I was 17 years old and I was the youngest guy in my Bible college. Ever, ever to be admitted into this Bible college. And so um, one day they were having this conference and there were 6,000 people at this conference. Now you got to understand before, I felt like God called me to ministry. And if I would be called out in my high school in class to answer a question, I would be so fearful. My voice would, would, would you, know, just, you know, just shake. And I, would, I had tears in my eyes. I couldn't get up there. And, and I felt like God wanted me to call and preach. And so in this Bible class, I the most I've ever preached was probably to 15 people. And it was terrible. Because I forgot what I was saying. My mouth got so dry and I couldn't speak and everything. And so here I am, 17-year-old, in this Bible college. I'm 1,200 miles away from home. And, uh, and they, all of a sudden, they didn't give me a warning. They says, hey, they wanted some testimonies from some of the students to come up to the, 6,000 people. And they says, yeah, we, we have a, a guy here who's the youngest ever in our Bible college. And uh, Sean, come on up. And I'm thinking, there's got to be another Sean. <laughs> because I'm not going up there. And so they said, okay, where you at? Sean, come on up here. And then, and then they said my last name, Sean Apking. And I don't know what happened inside of me. But I jumped up and ran to that stage. And they gave me the mic. And my voice is loud, so they weren't ready for me. And the, it went boom. I, I started saying my first word, and it went boom, and they had to back down on it. But I preached for 10 minutes of my testimony, what God did. And it wasn't by my ability. It was by the ability of God. And from that day forward, I've never been afraid to get in front of people ever again. See, whatever God has for you, and there's something inside of you. See, the thing about it is, look at me. He created you. And the only way you can be who you've been created to be is not by your power, but by his. So he wants to bring his ability in you to make you who he's created to be. And that's the way you'll find real love, real truth, real happiness is when you're created to be who he's called you to be. And because of that empowerment, number four, Easter means this is a big deal. I have a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says, 
For we are God's masterpiece, and He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things He's planned for us long ago. God calls us to follow Him and discovering a purpose that's the most fulfilling experience that you ever could ever have. And this relationship with God is, gives us meaning and fulfillment. So we no longer uh, live for ourselves. We live with a purpose for, for ourselves. He has empowered us and released the chains of shame and guilt away from us to be able to be set free to do what he's always intended us to do. Haven't you ever asked yourself this age-old question, why am I here? What's my purpose in life? See, it's only discovered through a relationship with Jesus. He has things planned for your life that he wants you to discover. He has this great masterpiece that he wants to give you and show you. And he wants to empower you to do it. And I love that. And most people run around this life not even getting close to that. And it's not because they can't. It's because they either don't know about it, or they just don't take choose to step into it. I want to challenge you. Choose to step into it, because that's a big deal. That's why he came, to bring everything and make everything right. And that's what Jesus did. And the fifth and final thing that's the big deal about Easter is that Easter means I have hope. Hope is this confident expectation. So every morning, I wake up and I have hope that today is going to be better than yesterday. That what the resurrection power that is now in me because of His Holy Spirit, that whatever was dead yesterday can be made alive today. Whatever I fouled up yesterday, how many ever fouled up yesterday, can be made alive today. And that's what God wants to bring you. First Peter 1, 3 says, Blessed be God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. We have a living hope. And that living hope starts when you give your life to the Lord, that every day new mercies follow me. New mercies are good every morning. That today is a new day. And I have a hope that God, and through His power through me, is going to create a better day today. And not only that, that my living hope is also this, that I have eternity with the Father God. That I will not die. This physical body may die, but I'm not going to die. I'm going to live forever. And that's the hope that He's called us to, that we're going to live with Him forever. And this is the place where you're going to live. You're going to live in this place of love and life and joy in God. Doesn't mean that storms won't come. Doesn't mean bad things won't come. Doesn't mean you won't make a mistake. But doesn't matter because you're not the God of your life. He is. And you have given Him your life. And you have this forgiveness. You have this empowerment. You have, you're a son. You have a new identity. You're a son and daughter of God. You have a purpose. And because of all that, you have hope for tomorrow. You have hope to live. You have hope to do. You have hope to have vision for the future. Because life can and will be better. Because you've given him your life. That's why Easter's a big deal. Easter's a big deal because God wants to come in and change your life radically. So those who are Christians, and you've been Christian for a long time, listen, he wants to come in and make it even better today. 
He wants you to re-engage into his power. Understand your, your identity as a son or a daughter of God. He wants you to come in and move on into his kingdom in a greater way. And the purposes that he has for you. For those who aren't a believer, he wants you to come in and take that step and receive all that he's given you. The forgiveness, the love, the joy, the peace, the righteousness. The righteousness means right standing with God. To receive empowerment, to receive a new identity. And to understand he is not mad at you, he loves you. He wants to change your life today. Today is Resurrection Sunday when your dreams can be resurrected. When all your life can be changed. But it's up to you to make this choice. I'm going to show you another story. The lady in our church whose lives were changed by Jesus and the power of God. Listen to Sharon's story. I was so emotionally wounded that I was just constantly looking for something to fill the void. I was like, you know, you hear searching for love in all the wrong places. Well, I did that for, for years, just in and out of the church. But the good news is God is faithful, and he gave his son. Uh, he, he came to seek and save those who were lost. Uh, you know, Jesus is referred as the great physician. He didn't come for those who were healthy and well, but he came for those who were wounded and hurt. I got saved, or I accepted Christ at a battered woman's shelter. I have been going there um, constantly um, because of domestic violence, but even after learning the cycle of violence, I would often go there because um, it was a, a house of refuge for me. Um, I got radically saved there, and I chose Christ as my Savior because of that case manager who got saved that day. She had already told two other women, uh, invite Sharon upstairs to the Bible study. I can't even tell you what we shared that day, but I remember them saying, you need to say a prayer before we leave. And I didn't know what to pray. And so I just said, Lord Jesus, I've tried everything. I've tried drugs. I've tried money. I've tried jobs. I've tried different relationships. I said, drugs haven't do it, did it. Money hasn't done it. And the next thing you know, I was radically filled at that moment with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. You know, all the hurt and pain of Sharon's past is being healed. See, Jesus, she said, came for the hurting, right? He didn't came for, come for perfect people because, number one, there aren't any. He came for those who are hurting. He's come for you and I today. Maybe you're a Christian and you really just need to reevaluate some things. Maybe you're not really living the life of God. I mean, things may be going okay. But is really the life of God in your life? Reconnect with Him today. Just grasp what He has for you. Grasp that forgiveness. There's no shame. No guilt. There's no condemnation. You said I didn't come to condemn you. I've come to save you. I've come to empower you. I've come to give you all that I am. But it's a choice. He had to give us a choice. He doesn't force things on us. He gives us a choice because he wants us to choose him. 
not to be forced to serve him. So it's your choice. So he lays all this out. We choose it today. And as a believer, maybe you need to choose that recommitting your life to him today. He says, yes, I fouled it up a little bit. Went away from you. But I want to grasp your forgiveness. I want to grasp what it means being a son or a daughter. I, I, want to, I want that empowerment. I'm tired of trying to make this life work. Grasp that today. Get the purposes of God today. Receive all that he has for you. Maybe you're here today, you don't know the Lord. You don't know even a lot what I said, and maybe don't understand it fully, but you're sitting there, and you feel like there's something you need. You feel like some of the words I said really connected. Yeah, maybe I do need to do this. Maybe you thought, man, this was all a story and fairy tale, but maybe there is some truth to this. Because it is. It actually happened. And he is alive today. He is real. And he gave it all for you. So today, maybe it's just time for you just to stop ruining your life. You know, I know I did that. And just receive what he has for you. Just make that choice. Say, yes, God. I don't understand it all, but I give you my life. And I receive all that you have for me. I make you the boss, the Lord of my life now. And I want to become into the family again. I want to do what you created me to do. I want to be who you created me to be. And allow the Lord just to start that work in you today. So if you could close your eyes and bow your heads just for a moment. If that's you today, I want to pray with you. You say, that's me, Pastor Sean. I, I want to give my life to God. I want to make this day a new day. I want to receive all that he did for me at the cross and his resurrection. I want to receive forgiveness so I can break free from this bondage that I've been in. I want to receive becoming a son or daughter of God. I want to receive his empowerment, his purposes, and his hope today. So that's you. This is what I want to do. I want to pray with you right where you're at. But I need you to make that choice to God and to myself right here. I can be a witness to that. And I want to pray with you. And we're going to say a prayer here in just a moment. And you'll repeat it after me. Everyone in this room will do that. But I want it's a decision that you have to make right now to make that choice. We had a number of them did the last two services. So will you do that today? God's sitting on the edge of his throne just saying, come on, make that choice. Because I want to come in and heal you. I'm going to come in and help you. I'm not mad at you. I hold nothing against you because I put it on my son, but I need you to make that choice to receive it all. So if that's you right now and says, Pastor Sean, that's me, I want to raise my hand. I want to do that right now. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just raise your hand right where you're at and you can put it down right now. Okay. Okay. Hands are going up. Hands are going up all over. Say, Pastor Sean, that's me. Come on. You can put your hands down once you raise it up. Anybody else? Says, Pastor Sean, that's me. I'm making that decision right now to receive Jesus. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Says, Pastor Sean, that's me. I want to give him my life. Don't waste this day. Don't waste this time. 
Time is right now for you to declare your life with God. Okay, you can put your hand down. Hands are going up. Any more? Don't waste this time. This is for you, son. This is you. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Any more? I'm going to give you a little extra time because I just know that there's more. Okay. Your decision right now. Okay. Life is going to be changed. Your life will be changed right now. I did this 20-some 20, 20 years ago, 1983. I thought I was too young, and, and I was sitting on the back row of a church. Okay, you can put your hands down. I was sitting on the back row of a church, and this old man came to me and said, Sean, do you want to give your life to God? And I got up, and I did that. Anymore, right now, don't let this time pass you by. Because Jesus loves you. He cares for you. Okay, you can put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Okay, let's do this. We're going to pray a prayer. Say, Son, it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, we have nothing to do with it except to receive. But this starts a journey for you. It starts a lifestyle change. It starts a day, time where you decide, I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to love him and let him love me. So what we're going to do, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want everyone in this room to repeat it loudly, okay? And those who raise their hands, or even if you didn't raise your hand today and you still want to do this, you do this right now. You pray this prayer with me. Repeat after me and mean it with all your heart, and God's going to meet you right where you're at. And it's going to start a life of change, a life of love, and a life of healing, a life of purpose, and a life of empowerment with you. Today is going to be a new day. So mean it with all your heart, and Jesus is going to meet you right where you're at because he loves you. So everybody repeat this prayer after me right now. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me, to take the punishment for my sin. I give you my life. I make you the Lord of my life. No longer will I be in control. I give you everything. I thank you. And I receive now your forgiveness, your love, and your purpose, your empowerment. And I now consider myself in the family of God. Thank you for leading me and guiding me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. Amen. Now, you raise your hand. It starts, this is just the beginning. Say, Sean, I, I don't feel any different. I don't look any different. Well, you're going to start feeling different. I don't know about the looks, but you will start feeling different. But it's a process. And we are here for you. This is the first step for you to learn and to be guided in the Lord. The Bible says that you confess Him as your Lord and Savior. You are saved. Nothing more, nothing less. Your name is now what the Bible says, written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? And God loves you so much. And He cares for you. But we want to help you. You're in the family. And we are part of the family of God together. 
And we're here to help you along the route that God has for you. So this is what I need you to do. Everybody take out your bulletin. And there's in the bulletin's connection card. If you don't have one, please get one before you leave and fill it out. I want everyone to fill it out just for a record of your visit. But also, those who raise their hand or you gave your life to the Lord today, there's a box on there that says, I gave my life to Jesus. Please fill that out and check that box because this is what we're going to do. You can, you can fill it out your address or if you can just do your email. Whatever you, you want to do is fine. And I want to send you information on what is the next steps for you because this is the beginning. And let's start learning what's up next, okay? So we want to send you some information to help you with that next step and what God has for you because there's so many awesome things that he does have for you, amen? Come on, give the Lord praise right now, amen? You are worthy, amen.